Father, thank you right now for every listener that is listening to this track. Thank you, God, for giving us a word in a time where we need it the most. We ask right now that you would clear our minds, clear our hearts, remove all thoughts and hindrances that will block us from hearing directly from you. Keep us encouraged. Keep us motivated throughout the rest of this week to apply what we hear and learn throughout the listening of this episode. Thank you now for this time of study. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. For these next few episodes, I'm going to be giving some topic discussions on this actual title series, The Church and Its Benefits. One of the major benefits that I see for the existence of the church is that the church seems to be the best resource for moral support. As we look at this timing of a crisis, a timing of frustration, a timing of financial difficulties. There's no other greater need than for the need of moral support. And what I mean by that is simply many of us, because those of you that are listening to me right now, you are experiencing some of the same decision-making that I experienced during this crisis. Many of you are trying to decide whether to hold on to the current job that you have, even though they've put you on furlough or whether to just counsel the whole employment and seek elsewhere. Many of you are deciding whether it's safe to travel to another state when Lord knows you can use a vacation, <laughs> but yet the number of the uh, virus attracting numbers are rising higher each day. You're faced with so much uncertainty and moral support is basically not just having someone across the street from you waving hi and saying, hey, how you doing today? That's not really moral support. When I think of moral support, I think of individuals in our lives whom we can trust the most. I picture persons that will pick up the phone and call you before you call them. I think of persons that will send text messages to you and still hit you up on Facebook and DM you on Instagram and Twitter, asking you not just how you're doing, but 
is there anything that you really need this week? I think of those persons that really reach out a helping hand and not want anything back in return. That's moral support. I see that great example being shown in John chapter 20. When you get a chance at your leisure, I encourage you to read John chapter 20, for that is the book and the chapter that describes the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. But starting at verse number 19, going down to verse 29, the author describes how the disciples of the Lord on the day that Jesus Christ was risen, the disciples became afraid of the Jews and they were fearful even of the Roman soldiers that were going to seek them out and try to kill them for following Jesus. Something powerful happens in that text. The author describes that the disciples for fear of their lives decided to get together and to run to a room <laughs> and hide out there. But while in the midst of them being together and hiding out, the text says that Jesus appeared unto them, <laughs> speaking the words, peace be with you. And I really see those verses detailing a message to us today in 2020. If the disciples of the Lord knew that they had to stick together, even though they didn't have much answers as to where they were going to go, they didn't have full answers as to what was happening with Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus even predicted to them while he was yet alive prior to his crucifixion. Jesus told the disciples that he would be crucified, but he said to them, look to the third day, because on the third day, I will rise again. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what he basically said unto them. He prophesied that on the third day, there would be a resurrection. But it's, it's noteworthy that Jesus wanted the disciples to stick together and to look out. For his appearance. One of the ways that I see the church designing a support operation that will give moral support to any person is the operation of small groups. Some of you may or may not be familiar with a small group. Just to give you a light description of what a small group would be, a small group is simply where the church would choose a team leader and that team leader would design a subject matter or a actual group function where they would decide certain Bible study messages to study or certain topics of support, whether it's about financial stability, whether it's a single group uh, giving some supportive advice to those who are not yet married, but seeking to be married. Or there are some small groups that even meet up and they talk about 
uh, what's been going on even in political arenas and how should Christians engage in the right to vote or should they be engaging in political discussions and debates? It's a very small group of individuals. So this is a breakdown from your large congregation number. So typically what would happen, the team leader would be chosen and the team leader would decide the function of the group as well as the numbers of persons to join the group. But the object for the team leader would be to keep this as a intimate number. So somewhere between uh, three to seven persons, I think some would even have up to 15 based upon what the function would be for this particular small group. But they would make sure it's small enough so that individuals in the group are getting the one on one attention that they need. In the small groups, you would have an opportunity to come as a newcomer. A lot of churches do not require newcomers to join the church before actually attending a small group. You could come and you could sit among this group. If they were meeting at a coffee shop, some will actually meet at restaurants and gyms, <laughs> but it would be a small enough number to where you would sit among them, hear other persons engage in the topic discussion or give some good leadership or give some good advice. And if you didn't feel comfortable answering questions or engaging right away, you know, because you were new and you were more in a uh, quiet manner or you were just trying to fill out the group itself to see uh, if this is a good group for you, <laughs> you could have that opportunity. You would also have the opportunity of playing more of a perspective role in a small group. Uh, you could be able to see the team leader and also see other leaders of the church who may actually be the team leader for your small group. And that gives you a front row seat of being able to ask questions about the church beliefs, uh, ask questions about the history of the church, the different ministry teams of the church. You could do some real one on one Q&A. And you could do it while in this group because it's not the normal Sunday morning worship hour. <laughs> and you definitely wouldn't feel embarrassed because you have a small number of persons around you and everyone that's in the group is there by choice. So they would realize no one is here to judge anyone. No one is here to look down on every, anybody. Uh, doesn't matter if you're a member or a newcomer. We all are here to join together as a small group. The small groups also would give the moral support for you to gain the godly advice that you need in your lives. Many persons that I talk to or engage with on Facebook, they would let me know that they're afraid to mention their needs or they're afraid to ask advice of a lot of persons whom they're friends with on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram simply because they don't trust those persons 
with giving them good advice. And I really know how to interpret the lingo that they saying when they say good advice, they really mean golly advice. <laughs> because even though many persons don't go to church, every one of us know the difference between someone just giving us mediocre advice during a time of a serious matter. Uh, for example, if you are in a position where you know you have been tempted with sexual immorality and you're really trying hard to hold back. You're really trying hard to be upstanding and keep yourself in a pure manner. You're not going to really be able to get advice on how to protect and to keep yourself pure if you are hanging around or listening to persons that do not practice purity, <laughs> the subject matter within itself is a godly subject and it requires a person who practices godly practices. <laughs> when I think about moral support, I also think about persons that struggle with depression, being abandoned. The feeling of being alone and feeling insecure. At that time, you're going to need someone who can talk directly into your ear, whether they're chatting virtually with you, but they're speaking words to you that will reach down into your spirit and actually strengthen you and encourage you to stand up and be the man or woman that God has called you to be. And I tell you, the church and its small groups, they'll give you those words of encouragement that will actually strengthen your mind and strengthen your heart to not feel like you've lost your way all because you've lost some things in your life. I hope, dear listener, that you are gaining some good understanding as to the church and its benefits. I want to encourage you that if you have not joined a local church and are in need of some moral support, I want to encourage you to go online this week. Even if you go right after this episode, go ahead and connect with your church virtually and go ahead and make that commitment. Seek out how you can become a part of the fellowship and how you can connect with these members of a small group. 